welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 31. In this episode, Amy and I are going to discuss how to find things out in your genealogical research using siblings and family members, mostly siblings, but extended family as well. Uh, But before we dive into that, Amy is going to talk about uh, a wine we found. A wine that we found at uh, Cooper's Hawk Winery. I think um, they're all over the United States for yeah. the most part. I think we've um, talked about them before Right. As well. And um, so the month of May happened to be, um, their featured wine was called Lineage, which of course caught our attention. We had to get it. So we had to get it. <laughs> we had to try it. And it happened to be a white blend, which mm-hmm. we both prefer like. white. So, um, and it was really good. It's very light. It's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, a little acidic. Um, he's got the green apple, the peach, the pear, and the melon mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a blend of Washington and California grapes. So it's crisp and fruity, and it's recommended for um, light salads and shellfish. So yeah. it's perfect for the summer. Perfect for the summer. And um, it's got a cool name. It's got and a beautiful the, bottle. And the label was mm-hmm. gorgeous. It yeah. had a big tree. I mean, it was like, oh, if this could be the label for mm-hmm. if we had wine, that would be our label. It's pretty close, <laughs> yeah. Do you, did you hear us? We're always talking about the labels on wine. Right. We choose our wine based on labels. labels. <laughs> I know. It, it's sad. But, you know, they've got to draw your attention. You can't just It's true. It's the, yeah, the marketing. Label. All right. So that's our wine. But we have got something else that we've got to talk about. Yes. So, so um, also, before we jump into the sibling research, we're going yeah. to give a little review for the book. On our friend um, Nathan Dylan Goodwin's mm-hmm. latest. Latest tale, The mm-hmm. Wicked Trade. Mm-hmm. Which was great. The, now the book that I have here had the um, the suffragette secret in the front part of the book, and that so came was, out on Kindle or that, mm-hmm, first, it did, right? It mm-hmm. did. So I had read that earlier. So anyway, um, we're just going to talk about the Wicked Trade today. Another Morton Farrier, um, and he's the uh, forensic genealogist who's always getting into trouble and um, this time he didn't he don't think he got shot at or anything he was kind of stayed out of out of harm's way but there was a lot going on in this book a and lot of a lot of characters a lot of characters mm-hmm. I mean I felt or like people. I, I kind of had to um, really stop and take note of who we were talking about because I, I got I confused myself over some of the names but um, Nathan did such a great job in researching this and so much of it is from records that he found that are true stories about this um, smuggling gang and um, I love that a lot of it takes place in Folkestone which I got to go to um, last time I was over there when we stayed in Canterbury so I could like envision the area Mm -hmm. so that was kind of fun for me but it has um, it has smugglers it has treasure it has arson it has murder Um, just everything you could ask for, a lot of sneaking around and people pretending to be other people. Uh, so all tied together in genealogy. Yes. This is why genealogy is so fascinating and it's so exciting. I don't understand why people don't think genealogy is is exciting because you've, if you get deep into it, this is what you find. You get these great stories just by asking a question. So his, uh, Morton's. Um, client just asked a question. He wanted to know who was the father of Anne's baby, mm-hmm. and I think there were two other questions. Yeah. And just 
you know, and from there you unearth this entire thing about this smuggling gang, um, and the the Aldington gang, and there was a murder that they um, killed a quartermaster, and they had to figure out who they where they found out. Oh, and there were dead bodies that were you know discovered in a building. There's a lot of good stuff in this book. Just a lot lot of good stuff going on. So, um. Anyway, it's really good, and we like to recommend this book to everybody. If you haven't read a forensic genealogist novel, mm-hmm. this is a great one. Nathan does he does a great job because the the research is thorough. You, you know, as you're reading, you're like, oh, that's what I would do. You know, you're thinking mm-hmm. about how would I solve yes. this? How would I how would I figure out who these people are? And you know, you can just yes. you know, you're right there with him. And they drink a lot of wine. It's true, they do. They do. Yes, which is yep. We're always like, oh yes. <laughs> We're right in Our there. kind of genealogist, right? <laughs> That's right. That's All right. right. So we are going to talk about... Um, you know, we're so focused on finding our family line mm-hmm. and researching our um, ancestors, we get to those brick walls. Mm-hmm. And we don't can't find out who the parents are of that last ancestor that we've gotten to. So sometimes we need to step back and take a bigger look at the family, Mm -hmm. the siblings of our ancestor, Um, because so many times, I don't know why it is, but my ancestor didn't leave many clues. He didn't leave very, he or she, especially the women, they they left hardly any evidence. But these men, you know, there's, his brother has 12 different documents, you know, and mine has none. So we need to start looking at the brother's documents because that will help maybe lead us to the parent of our ancestor or at least give us some clues. Mm-hmm. So um, except with your family, of course. Right. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your Burks. Although there, there have been some helpful um, Absolutely. And stories. you've gotten, yes, so, you've gotten far with that. Right. So. And one example would be my um, my. Great grandmother, great great grandmother, great grandmother, um, wealthy Susan Stevens, and uh, wanted to prove that her name really was wealthy and not just Susan because she went by Susan. Her obituary is Susan. You know, everything says Susan, but the birth record has W S Stevens. Uh, I'm sorry, W S Chandler, and um, so never could find anything until I started searching the brothers and sisters of my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I'm sorry, of my grandfather. I'm getting myself lost. Yes, grandfather. And one of them had a delayed birth certificate. Okay, good. And the mother's name is listed as mm-hmm. Wealthy Susan Chandler Stevens. And would she, was she the informant on that delayed she, birth well, certificate? Well, yes, she was. Okay. And I know she was alive at the time, obviously, mm-hmm. if she's an informant. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bingo. Mm-hmm. And that's the only document I have that mm-hmm. has that on there. But that proves to me that, yes, that was her name absolutely yeah but it's only on that one, one document. sibling's mm-hmm. um document mm-hmm. not on anybody else's right yep and th- and that's what we need to do start looking for um a sibling who mm-hmm. either lived long enough into the 20th century to be able to have a, vi- a vital record whether it's a delayed birth record or a death record um, i like to look for the death records mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. those siblings especially the younger siblings um, now, there's you have to be cautious, though. For example, um, when we were in Ohio, um, we were researching my uh, Merritt family, 
And unfortunately, my ancestor is the oldest, I believe is the oldest child of Thomas Merritt. And he, he did not leave a death record as far as I know. But the next brother down, Sylvester, did leave a death certificate. And he names both of his parents. So um, that gives me a clue as to not only it kind of links him to my Tom, the Thomas, but it also links him to the, to the mother. But then if I go to the third son in line, Charles, Charles lists a different mother on his death certificate. Oh dear. So that means to me that between those births, you know, my ancestor's mother probably died mm-hmm. and Thomas mm-hmm. remarried, the dad remarried. Right. And then you go, he had two more sons and then um, you keep going. And then all of a sudden there's a third wife. You know, and oh, I, wow. so, you and know, more kids. and more kids. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and then I trace those kids just to make sure, um, that, um, they were all related. They were all linked to my Thomas because if they could have been from a previous mm-hmm. marriage on her side. So you got to kind of sweat those kids out. So. That's a great example for showing, um, multiple marriages mm-hmm. that you might not know about right so under mm-hmm. any other circumstances right. if they didn't yeah, um, yeah. so now no i can start backtracking record. and trying to find those marriage records to at least link him to those women yes. that those names just just weren't you know pulled out of thin air so um i have another example of um which is kind of an, an odd one um it's a more recent one it's a 20th century one that um a woman died very young and her three children are all listed uh, in her obituary but the family had told us that the children had been adopted. I was like, okay, that's fine. So I went to one, and the, the son um, happened to pass away. Um, he was about 35 when he died, and um, I needed his death certificate. So I wrote off to get his death certificate from Boston, and it came back um, that they didn't have his death certificate on file. Hmm. I mean, he died in, like, 2001, so his death certificate should have been there, yeah. and the family confirmed that, in fact, he did die in Boston. So I was kind of scratching my head, um, and so then I went and I looked for his father's death certificate. His father um, had died after him, but had recently passed away, so I went to the father's obituary, and he's listed in there, but with a different last name. So now he had been adopted, but he's listed under the adoptive parents' names in the mother's obituary. But when the father died, he's got a different name. So like, well, where did that name come from? Did did he take his (laughs) his biological parents' name? So, uh, you know, I'm like, but maybe that's the name that he Mm -hmm. is on his death certificate. So I went ahead and I sent off for the death certificate with that other name. And then... I decided to pull his the stepmother because when the, the first wife died young, the father remarried, and she had recently passed. So I pulled her death certificate. I mean, I, excuse me, I pulled her obituary, and he's listed in there as her son with that different last name as well as her two other children who also have that different last name. Oh. So when his death certificate came back, yeah. in fact, the father and the stepmother the second wife are actually listed as his parents on his death certificate so i'm not sure what what's what's going on there (laughs) but the second wife appears to have been his biological mother mother. so by you know i I wouldn't even really pay attention to the step 
Yeah. But in this case, it actually kind of helped solidify, you know, what was going on and what name he actually used as an adult. Yeah. And then when I started researching that name, it did come up. Uh, you know, I was able to find him under yes. that that other name. So very interesting. So That's um, a good story. Yeah, you know, especially if you're really running into a brick wall and you're not mm-hmm. finding things, mm-hmm. you got to start looking you at these, these other people within the family unit. And um, you know, the stories are, you know, can be yeah. interesting. So. Well, and they could be they could be easy too because um, trying to find my grandparents' marriage record um, when they got married, couldn't find anything. You know, of course, it's my family, mm-hmm. so they didn't file their marriage with the state. <laughs> Why would they? Uh, but I thought they should have it in a church, you know. But I didn't know what church they went to at that time. So luckily, I did find a church um, record with a sibling of my grandmother's, and I. Went called that church, and they did have a record and was able to send me a copy of the marriage um, of the sibling the, of the church. No, of my of my so your so your grandparents were actually married at the same church. Yes, Excellent. but I only found that church because I of saw the a sibling. sibling. Perfect, right, exactly. So that was just right. a small little thing, but mm-hmm. it you know gave me a yep. big record that right. I needed. Right. So that was um, you know, look for the siblings' um, cemetery records. Where, where you know, you might be able to find the sibling was buried in yes. this cemetery. So let's start looking at those surnames. Let's get the list of burials there and see if maybe yes. your ancestor is buried there, but maybe doesn't have a headstone. So mm-hmm. they didn't get, um, you know, the photograph on find a grave or you know, um, right, right, one of those. So and I will say, even now that you brought up the cemetery thing, mm-hmm. um, searching in a cemetery, I had. Um, you know, my whole Burke saga of, you know, are these people buried in that Van Horn Cemetery? I did, in all, some of my research recently, uh, get a hold of the sexton for the Van Horn yes, Cemetery. Yes, you did. I and, did. And? Drum roll? Nothing! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, my um, gosh, that's horrible. He didn't have records back to them, but he had some other records that, you know, other than we had found at the library, uh-huh. and he said there was nothing listed. Like, of course not. No. So, Yeah. Oh. So I've, I've just really tried yeah. I made that extra effort. But he was pleasant to mm-hmm. talk to and um, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. we've chatted for a little bit. There's um, another family here in um, Florida that I was researching for um, Florida pioneer status. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's a very interesting family. I'm going to continue to do some research on it. But um, looking in the census, mm-hmm. you know, um, I found the man that I was researching. And going back and forth in the census, you can clearly tell that there are people by that same last name living, you know, one door down, two doors down, three doors down. It it seems like there's three brothers that were all living in the same area from census to census, and then one of them drops off. And so when that one dropped off, I started looking for probate. Sure enough, I found the probate, and although there's no, um, it, it doesn't say in the probate records that so-and-so is the brother that they're brothers Mm -hmm. but the man died without a will he was married but had no children so the wife got half of the estate and then these three men with the same surname one was the um the administrator of the estate and they each got an equal portion oh so to me that indicates that per um um Succession laws in Florida during that time period, which I believe was the 1880s or 1870s, 1880s, um, that the siblings would have gotten equal shares of half of his estate because he had no children. 
So that indicates to me that I'm on the right track, that these are a family yes, unit, and yes. he is a part of that family. Yeah. So And that links them together. And then there's also not living with this ancestor, this particular man I was researching, but with one of the other men was an older woman who was probably their mother. She had the same last name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was old enough to be the mom. So yeah. that's the other thing you need to look for in the census is, you know, the the parent may not be living with your ancestor, but it may be living. Yeah. They may be living with one of the siblings, who's the caregiver. And if you can get up to that 1880 census, and they're still alive, mm-hmm. is going to say mother or father or in law, mm-hmm. and my then favorite, that will give you my favorite clue on that one is if it's the the mother of the wife, and you can now get a maiden, maiden name. name. Absolutely, that's the, that's yeah, my favorite one. yeah, that's that. very helpful. So let's talk about all the places you can look for information when you're researching the sibling. Obviously, the death certificate. So yeah, the birth, the delayed birth, so the the vital records. Um, Look for the witnesses on um, the witnesses um, of marriages. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, those Mm -hmm. would be siblings. You'll see a common name. um, The witnesses on a will. Right. Um, The people who are who have the court has asked to do the inventory of the estate. Oftentimes yes. those are family members because they are the ones who know the person right. and they know their belongings and they know what they, they or owned. Or maybe if money was owed to somebody in that family. Uh, yeah, um, That's tell you what. where we found the Alexander Burke show up on mm-hmm. the guardianship papers. Exactly. For, um, yeah, the guardianships. Exactly. So you want to look through the court records. Sometimes people yeah. sue each other as well or deeds. They deed property to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you look in deeds, especially um, the latter part of the 19th century, and that's oftentimes when you'll be able to find a wife's name mm-hmm. because um, oftentimes you know, they would take her off aside and they would make sure that she's agreeable to sell the property, to, to sell the land, and um, right. to sell that because she's going to be losing her dower rights. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget the, um, anything that's in the newspaper, obviously, obituaries, maybe marriage announcements, mm-hmm. even social mm-hmm. things. A social thing, uh, a social notice might have parents and siblings exactly. listed that you're like, oh, wait, who's that? You know, add a whole other yeah. sibling in there. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. look at the census because oftentimes those families are living close together because mm-hmm. the the grandparent or the parent's property has been divided up. Yes. And so they're all living in, the, in that location. Plot and maps mm-hmm. um, to see where, if you're out in the rural area, mm-hmm. if you've got farms. Yep. Yeah, where the, everybody's located. Those cemetery mm-hmm. records, again, um, because people tend to have the same plot. Yes. And just because there, there may be only one headstone, but there are other people in that family plot. Yes, not listed. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's very important to go just beyond your ancestor and, and don't look at just your family line. But right. look at those siblings. You don't have to go crazy off, you know, and start doing their children and their children's children. Um, you know, unless because, it's going to, you know, unless you're just really stuck. Yeah, but, but you might get too far out that they're mm-hmm, not going to have any record yeah. relating back to your mm-hmm. ancestor. But mm-hmm. definitely look at the aunts and uncles. But then again, the... you never know because that family line could have been the one who got the family Bible. And oh, if you start, true, if you start true. chasing you can, them down, you could get, you, you might know, get start talking to your second cousin and they might have the family Bible or they might have been given, you know, in my, for instance, in when my mother's family, when my mother's grandparents died, um, and, or then the aunts were given most everything. But when the aunts passed away, my mother and her sister, they divided it up. So my mother got all of her father's mm-hmm. 
ancestral ancestral information, photos and and documents. Sure. And then my aunt was given all of the maternal side. So, you know, and now that's been passed down to cousins. Yeah. You know, so yeah. sometimes you do. You do get that. You might have to go you might have to go yeah. at least one more generation with yeah, those with true. those siblings to their nieces and nephews yeah. to see if there's anything. It's you depending know. on how much time you want to invest into it and you know how much time you have. Or or but always remember to answer the question that you're going after. Don't start, oh, now I found right. this and mm-hmm. you know, those bright shiny objects that you want to go running after. Um just Right, because then you're going to get all of a sudden, especially if you're on ancestry, you're going to get a bunch of leaves, and then you just don't yes. want to run off and get all those leaves. Just stay because, focused yeah. on your question that you're trying Very to true. answer before you move on to anything else. Very true. Yeah. I spent a, I spent a little bit of time here trying to come up with a neat little, um, um, what do I want to call it? The We put the letters together and... You know, like we're going to talk about the fan club in our next episode. An acronym. So it was an acronym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to come up with something with the brothers, sisters, blah blah blah. And I, I got nothing <laughs> for the unbangs and the gabuns and the yeah. Nothing, no? nothing was fun. Okay. So we got nothing so for just, that. So just this is just about siblings. Siblings. Siblings <laughs> and, and family members and step and step family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's it. And, you know, I mean, sometimes those, that step families act, they're actually related, and especially in, you know, some parts of the country, you know, you marry cousins or they marry, you know, the, the wife dies, and so the, the man marries the sister, this you know? true. You this just don't know, true. so you definitely need to look at those relationships. And this sibling research also helps you um, if you've got <clears throat> same names in the families as well. <clears throat> you know, John yeah. Smith, his kid John Smith, brother had a John mm-hmm. Smith. You know, mm-hmm. you got to figure out which John Smith yeah. is which. Yeah. And sibling research will mm-hmm. help you identify which one is which. Right, for sure. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Maybe you um, have a a a brick wall that you're looking at, and maybe you can go to the siblings and take a look at the siblings. And I mean, you know, that's that's the only clue that you have for your John Burke right now is is Alexander, the youngest, right? Right. He's the youngest, and then James, and the sister Elizabeth is just she disappeared. Yeah. But none of them, none of them lead me back to a father, Mm -hmm. even though they're. A John, I mean, it, they all say John. Possibly Burke a John the, Burke, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if you're ever going to solve that one. <laughs> I don't think I am. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> I guess I am going to talk about it in the next episode, though, I think, one more time. But <laughs> I'll be glad when we're done with the yeah, Burks. All right. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.